Hi, my name is Nana and welcome to Blurds R Us Retro Review Podcast. Um, don't have a name for this yet, but hopefully we will have one very soon. This is episode zero slash one. Uh, I'm joined by my wonderful co-host Rod, who will be helping me out in reviewing these movies. Say hello, Rod. Hello, everybody. How is everybody doing? Calm, calm. I'm a little bit under the weather, um, but I'm excited to get the ball ball rolling on this. This has been uh, many years in the making. Um, so I'm gonna give you guys a little bit of background of what we're doing, why we're doing it, and almost in a sense how we're gonna make this work. Um, so obviously this is gonna be on the Blurs Ross feed, which is the main podcast where me and Martin do movie reviews of current movies and current TV shows. Um, now as movie buffs, I have a lot of classic movies that I've not seen. Um, Growing up, I had a, like, you know, I grew up in a very Christian home and my mum was very uh, adamant uh, when it came to, like, um, the licenses ratings for movies. So if a movie was 18 and I was not 18, I was not seeing this movie. Um, if anything was too scary, I was not seeing that movie. Um, so my wheelhouse of classic, uh, you know, movies that are considered to be some of the best ever has some holes in it. And um, I wanted to rectify that. So uh, a couple of years ago, I bought a poster from Amazon, which just had a um, hundred movies bucket list. It wasn't necessarily, you know, the hundred greatest movies ever or anything like that. Um, so we're just going to kind of go through that list, um, do, like I said, a retro review. If like, let's say, I don't know, we watch one movie and that kind of triggers another movie that we think that we should add to the power that may not be on this list um we're gonna add it we're gonna review it um episodes can be anywhere from i don't know 10 minutes to an hour i you know i don't know how long we're gonna go for um so that's generally the gist of why i'm doing this rod um i invite you to come and uh, embark on this journey with me um what's your like I want to say what's your I don't know how to word it but like what's your familiarity with someone like the classic movie so to speak yeah so most of my parents uh, parenting was here sit down and watch a movie and they actually did not care about the rating so <laughs> I've seen so many movies before I should have seen them that it is ridiculous mm. um, and I just have a huge fan of cinema it's a, it's a good study on people and, and motivations and um, psychology so I mean I, I love any any genre, I c- there's something in that genre that I could probably pick a good movie to watch from. Mm, nice, nice, nice. So, um, I think for right now, we're just going to use the Blurds or Us rating system um, as me and Rod uh, continue discussing what we're actually going to be doing. Um, this is a, um, a, a poorly planned uh, adventure that we're taking. Well, we're just kind of like, flying by the seats of our pants but um if you might be listening to this for the very first time uh we at bros or us we have what we call the chicken rain system uh if we think something's awful don't waste your time it gets bones next up is a quarter chicken then it's a half chicken then it's a three piece and then if it's a creme de la creme it gets a whole chicken um now the very first movie uh we are going to be talking about today um, is the Shawshank Redemption. 
Um, now, this was my first time seeing this movie. Um, some of the movies on the list are movies that I've seen before and we will be re-watching them. Um, yeah, I've... You know, before I get into it anymore, uh, so Shawshank Redemption, this Oscar-nominated film tells the story of deep friendship between two convicts, Golden Globe winner Tim Robbins and Oscar winner Morgan Freeman. A poignant commentary on the American prison system, Shawshank Redemption, is a tale of human suffering, bonding, and everlasting hope. This is a must-watch modern classic that featured on AFI's 100 Years, 100 Movie List, which is quite touching since this features on uh, my Amazon Bucket 100 list. Um, yeah, it was my first time watching this movie. Um, many years too late. What, 30 years it is when this came out? We're in 2024 right now, so... Oh, yeah, exactly. 30 years. Um, boy... Um, I probably saw this around the time that it, it went on. I think it would have been probably been VHS at the time because I know my mom has this on VHS. Okay. Mm. So that would have put me at, see, I would have been 10 in 95. So I was around 10 years old when I saw this probably Damn. for the first time. Well, here it's listed as a 15. Uh, I don't know. What, I'm assuming it's going to be a 15 list in America as well. Um, the director for this movie is Frank Darabont. Uh, I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, it's written by S- Stephen King. And Frank Darabont, and obviously, as mentioned, it stars Tim Robbins, Morgan Freeman, uh, Bob Gunton, William Sadler, Clancy Brown, Gil Bellows, Mark Ralston, James Whitmore, Jeffrey Damon, Larry Bender, Neil Gitani, Brian Libby, and many, many more. It was interesting watching this for the very first time because, like, um, and obviously, if anyone's listening to this, there's going to be spoilers for this movie. Um, so if you haven't seen it, like me, until recently stop go back and watch this um so i had seen clips of this movie like on like facebook and social media so like the scene of them tarring the roof and him you know saying to the guard like look i can help you out i just want some beers for my co-workers um the poster scene um that's been done in like many other movies so i don't know if this is where is where it was done first but seeing it, I was like, oh shit, like, I've seen this done in other movies. Um, it was cool, like, getting to see where the stuff comes from. Um, I really enjoyed the movie. Um, I can see why it's, like, a, such a classic amongst people. Um, and for me, um, I knew that it was, like, um, a prison break story, but, like, the prison break aspect of the movie didn't happen to like maybe like an hour and a half into it. So I was like, oh, have I been wrong all this time in like what my belief of what this movie is um, until obviously um, it got into it and I was like, ah, there we go. That's 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 what I know of this movie. Um, yeah, so it's currently a 9.3 out of 10 on IMDb with 2.9 million votes. Um, I'm going to give it a very strong three piece i liked it um i feel it was a compelling story i thought the acting was brilliant and um yeah so rod what 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 was like you just mentioned that you watched this when you were 10 years old um is it as good as you remember it being from when you was younger um how many times have you seen it since and um yeah what would you rate this so i would say i've probably seen this one 
dozen, two dozen times um, in my life. It's just one of those movies that like it just grabs you. And I even remember when I was young watching it for the first time, it just, it just kind of grabs you like what's going on and the story and the relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I, w- I remember when I was younger, I, I didn't get a lot of what was going on in, in some of the plot and, and some of the, the deeper story that we'll kind of probably get into later. But, mm-hmm. you know, I just always remember thinking it was a good movie. Um, and if I was a kid rating this, I'd probably rate it about a three P even back then. But as an adult on a rewatch, it's a whole chicken for me for sure. Nice. Okay. Um, I just did a quick look over. So if, if you, I don't know if you've looked at it, what do you, what did you guess the, the rotten tomato score is? Uh, I don't know the rotten tomato score. I've got it on IMDB, which like I said, it was a 9.3. I would yeah, what would, if, what would your guess be on, on Rotten Tomatoes? If I had to guess, because obviously I've heard so much like praise for this movie, I'd say in the night, so maybe like 92%. Yep, 91. Audience score Ooh. is 98. Oh, I was close. Okay. Yeah, yeah. you were right there, man. <laughs> but the audience score is 98. That's what I would, I would put it above 95 for sure mm. if I was to guess. I, I, yeah, like so. I, said, I can see like why it's so critically acclaimed it's just you know it's well acted it's well filmed the pacing's on point uh, the fact like I said even though you know I've heard that this is like a, 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 a prison break movie or escape movie the fact that literally like three quarters of the movie just delved between um, following Andy's character and his like I wasn't going to say descent into madness but like um, how the prison system affected him and what it did to him and his relationship with Red, um, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, it was interesting that uh, this is based on a book by Stephen King called Rita Hale and Shawshank Redemption. And um, originally, I think in the book, Red is actually an Irishman. And that's why uh, when Morgan Freeman says they call him Red because he's Irish, it was like a, a call back to the book. Um so that was pretty interesting. Um, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure this is one of the ones that Stephen King put out a pseudonym for and wrote under a pen name, if I'm not mistaken. Because uh, uh, he did that a lot in some of his offshoot of stories. I'm not a huge uh, reader of books, but I'm mm. pretty sure that is this is one of those. Okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'm going to go through some uh, trivia for this movie in a little bit, um, and I'll see if that popped up if it does it doesn't um did you know that uh originally uh clint eastwood harrison ford paul newman gene hackman robert redford and robert devoe devoe were considered for the part of red in the original novel red is a middle-aged white irishman with graying red hair however frank dubon always had morgan freeman in mind for the role because of his authoritative presence demeanor and deep voice Red's reply, maybe because I'm Irish and he's inquired about his nickname, was kept in the film as a joke. Um, suppose this is Morgan Phil- Morgan Freeman's favorite film of his own. Uh, Stephen King never cashed his $5,000 check for rights to the film. Several years after the movie came out, King got the check framed and mailed it back to Frank Darabont with a note scratch in case you ever need bail money. Love, Steve. That's quite amusing. That's pretty cool. Yeah, like I, I don't need the money. Here you go. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Like again, I, I like I said, I can see why everyone really enjoyed it. Um, so on, on, according to IMDb, IMDb, this is the first IMDb tab to have two million votes on it, um, which you know shows that a lot of people have gone back 
to watch this. And I think also as well, um, it, it holds up. Like, this movie came out in 1994. I was like five years old. Um, I didn't feel... Like, obviously, yes, it's based on the time... Um, oh, I can't remember what year it was saying. Uh, I remember, I think he came out in 1966. So I think he went to prison in 1948, 45? Um, I, I don't remember. I should have written that down. Yeah, well, again, so it was obviously the film is is set prior to when it was actually filmed and uh, produced and stuff, but like, it, you know when you watch an old film, you're just like, right, this film's old. Like, it didn't give me that feel. It just like, just felt right, so to speak. Um 1947 you're right 1947 okay man, I wasn't that far off um, yeah like there's there's nothing that jumps out that says that the the setting is oh this is an old movie shot in an old time it just it just, it just feels just very well done um, I thought one thing that was interesting one of the like spoilers things for IMDB is that because Andy supposedly broke out in 1966 uh, there was a some kind of court case called the something in Miranda and that's why at the end uh, the police officer that gets arrested he gets his gets the Miranda rights uh, read out to him which is like that was the first she was introduced I thought that was pretty cool a nice little tidbit from the movie um, showing um, yeah sense, the, like, are you familiar with what the Miranda rights are it's just, it's just um, what the police read out to you uh, before they arrest you so it's like you have the right to remain silent anything you do um, say will be held against you in a court of law uh, blah, blah 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 I don't remember it word for word but it's along those lines if you watch enough like movies and police tv shows you generally know because i think in the uk we say the exact same words as they do in america as far as for what i vaguely remember yeah so that that those rights came in it was uh 1966 was a decision miranda versus i wanna say like uh, Utah or Arizona it was one of those states and basically um, it kind of led to the determination of you know that law enforcement has to inform you what your rights are in yeah. certain situations so that way they don't abuse your rights but I mean there are always situations where they don't have to tell you certain things that you can't or don't do but that is one because of being self-incriminating and all yeah. those kind of things yeah but yeah the so you kind of touched on like the cinematography and, and what it looks like and the, the cameras and all that stuff. So if I had to rate the cin- cinematography, I, I would say that's, that's probably a whole chicken. Like the way that this movie is shot, the scenes, the pictures, um, e- even from, you know, when we see, you know, uh, what is the character's name that when he gets out, uh, Brooks, when Brooks gets out yeah. and, you know, he hangs himself, like everything that leads up to that. And then later on when red goes there and he sees the, um, the names etched into the beam and all that kind of stuff. Like just the way it's shot, it, it keeps you drawn into the movie. So you don't step back and think about, you know, what, what time period, it, when this was shot, all that kind of stuff. Like it's very good. I, I very enjoyed, very much enjoyed the cinematography of the movie. Yeah, no, nah, it was, it was definitely enjoyable. Um, I don't have a lot of notes. Most of the shots kind of like the way that they trail off is almost like, like, cause so, if a lot of the, a lot of the image trail off and it's, it kind of pans mm-hmm. as if you're having the thought as if he, if red is actually recalling it and you're in his memory as he trails off from scene to scene or, or memory to memory. 
I think like having obviously everyone like knows that Morgan Freeman is such an iconic voice, but like having him also like be the and I'm forgetting words, not the author, but like narrator. The, thank you very much, the narrator is just such a nice touch. Um, this is probably where that started. What him being narrator of of movies and having like people knowing his voice. Yeah, and then he does commercials and all kinds of stuff now. Mm, yeah. Well, here's another little tidbit before I delve into some of my notes. Um, the role of, and I've lost it, is it Tommy Williams? Is that the, that's the guy that... The young, um, the young guy that got shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the role of, oh, here we go. The role of Tommy Williams was intended for Brad Pitt, who instead played the lead role in Interview the Vampire. That came out in the same year. No, really? Fact, yeah, because yeah, I don't know him from much of anything outside of that. Interview with the Vampires, if that's not on that list... Um, the bucket list it should be I, I have uh, that on Blu-ray that is a great movie I shall add that to my notes just in case uh, interview I'm pretty sure it will be on the list if it's not with uh, Vampire we will add that one to our later um, watching um, you know the uh, so going just back to the beginning of the movie I was just thinking like what was the revolver that he was using because that the bullets on that was absolutely fucking massive Oh, I have no idea. I am I am far from a gun guy. Well, I was. Just, bl- you think ballistically speaking, back then they probably had no concept of, you know, the bullets and and how the barrel and all that kind of stuff. Mm. I, I wonder when all that took place, as far as like learning the science behind that. But just like, could you imagine? It like, just have like, just having the thought, and then somebody else did it. It just looked like really massive bullets, and I was just like, damn, like he would really want to go kill this guy and his wife um i thought it was nice like even though like for me i always like oh he didn't kill his wife but like they never revealed that like till much later in the film and um um what's his name it was a 38 a colt 38 i thought the the guard hadley was an absolute prick like what a terrible guard and i guess back then people you know prison guards were you know, basically able to run themselves, isn't it? And just like treat the um, prisoners like shit. Like they killed the guy and again, just because he, you know, was upset and was like saying he missed his mom and just beat him to shit. I mean, that that's part of the psychology. Like this movie is all about psychology. There's so much psychology that goes on in what's going on in, in the relationships between all the the characters and and everything that goes on there. They did an experiment not not that many years ago where they took college students and they divided them in half and allowed some be the prisoners and some be the guards. And they, they knew they were an experiment going into it. But then through time, through the experiment, the, the guards began to abuse their power to be very mean to the, the prisoners, even though they knew going into it that they, these were just students. Like they knew beforehand. It's just the psychology of when you have power, how easy it is to get to a point where you abuse it and you don't care about those that are quote unquote prisoners and less than because they have no rights mm, yeah not definitely um. so so flashing mind right like if, if I had to recall this movie having not resaw it mm-hmm. the characters that always jump out to me obviously Andy Dufresne Red um, Haywood which is one of his buddies um, Brooks Hadley, and then the um, the prison chief, the warden, 
the warden yeah warden norton i think his name was um and just like the the end to norton and what happens to him through the whole thing yeah well he 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 deserved it because like everything was kind of just as going honky dory and then you just and like you thought that they had an understanding do you know what i mean where if he hadn't in a sense snaked him and you know refused him an opportunity to maybe get out of prison i think andy would have kept his word and like would have let matters be so the fact that he fucking snaked him and you know double crossed him in a sense and then also killed um the only witness that could have potentially have set him free like he he, he shot himself in the foot it was almost in a sense a matter of time and like I liked because initially I thought that Red was going to be like a double cross. I thought that Red was going to be like some kind of like FBI agent that the government put in to, was putting in there to like find out how the um, the warden was like generating so much money. But he turned out to just be a general, a genuine inmate um, who was just eager to please, eager to impress. And um, yeah, it was like. I wouldn't say it was like a twist um, that you didn't see coming, but I thought that was a, a nice um, angle and a nice direction to take it, which obviously then led to the prison break moment. So I thought that was pretty smart. Um, I quite enjoyed how they did that. Um, yeah, I would say that the only flaw to your thought that Andy would just kind of go with it, it was the fact that he had been digging that tunnel forever. He had been digging that since almost the beginning of the movie. When he gets his first poster, when he puts it up, and he he gets the mini chisel to make chess pieces. That's that's early on, and he begins to do all that. And I think that even takes place before the roof scene with the the warden and starting to do books and starting to do the accounting yeah. portion of things. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, that, that is that is true. But like, I think even if he had broken out, even if he had got out, I feel like he wouldn't have divulged information to the warden. I think it was a win-win for the warden if he had, in a sense, stuck to some kind of morals. Obviously, he Yeah, so he's our... I, I, would say, I would say that Andy Dufresne is our moral center, moral right, moral compass for the whole movie, right? Mm. He he does right by everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody. The only person he does kind of dirty is the guy and his gang that uh, take him out after the movie um, for their little date, if you want to call it that. Um, but when, when then he talks to Hadley and Hadley goes and beats up that, that other inmate... Oh wait, the one where he broke his legs. Yeah, yeah, where they that that guy. Yeah, yeah that, but he um, fucking deserved like oh my. Oh, God. I'm not doubting that he deserved it. I'm just yeah. saying like he's the only one that Andy Dufresne did did bad, and he deserved but that, it. That, that wasn't Andy Dufresne though. The guards were just more so. You've hurt someone that we you know find useful, and you're not gonna do that again. And fuck being raped for three years, man. Like that is. I would have, I would have killed like I, I'm killing someone. Yeah, I'm. I don't know how I'm making like a prison shank, and the next time they come after me, yeah, someone is getting shanked in the throat. Like, there's no way I'm putting out with that nonsense. Like, well, th- that's what I'm saying though. Like, they knew about it. The, the guards knew that was probably going on for years. The you know the first couple of years before Andy became useful to him, right? And then Andy mentioned something or, or, you know, he had to have brought it up. And then now all of a sudden they finally do something about it. Right. Mm, but true, yeah, true. you're right. I'm going, I'm going, I'm, I'm fight or flight. I'm fighting. Yeah, like I'm go- yeah. you're, you're coming with me. Yeah. No, that's yeah. That, that was a mad scene boy. Like, and the fact that they didn't even need to show it. I just knew like, 
Oh, that was that was foul, man. Um, but yeah, no. Um, I have nothing more to say. Anything more from you, sir? Yeah. So, um, I kind of broke it down. If we talked about acting, we kind of touched on that. Mm-hmm. I think top notch acting all all around. Yeah. I, I can't think of one person that like like oh I could do without that. Even the 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 gang that he kind of aggregates or or has come around him in the jail. Like each one has like its unique role in the the prison gang of of his guys right like mm-hmm. red and haywood and brooks and then when tommy gets there like that that whole culture is, is super interesting and, and every character is great um so i would say acting is top notch I, I can't think of a single person that that like phoned it in nice um we touched on cinematography mm-hmm. the music score um i i think it was really good you know if if music doesn't take me out of a movie, then I don't tend to, to notice it. But like, I feel like a lot of the, the musical undertones kind of help deliver some of the, the scenes that you're seeing there. Right. And, and what was going on and the emotionality of everything. Um, the other thing you talk action and choreography, not much in this movie, right. Right. No. And that's why I assume you gave it a, a three piece instead of a whole chicken. Cause it's not necessarily your genre of movie. Um, um, no, I, I, I like, I, yes, I am, you know, very, um, what's the word, favorable to action and comedy, but like there are dramas that I really enjoy. Um, I don't know whether um, I couldn't really like take my time to enjoy it as much because um, obviously I, I really want us to get recorded today. Um, so I kind of like watched it, you know, I think I watched the first hour and went to work and I came back and watched the second hour. Um yeah so did it feel like a two-hour movie to you it, it it's it's hard like i said it's hard to say I, I wouldn't say it did um because i i liked the pace and i enjoyed what's going on um it just um what do you call it it just that came down to a time thing um like you know when you've got homework in a sense and you just like you keep putting it off and keep putting it off and then before you know it you've like literally got an hour to do that so in a sense that's maybe me being a little bit disrespectful to the film and not, I want to say not necessarily giving it my full attention, but not necessarily um, allocating the time for it. And then, but I don't feel like I, I watched it disrespectful, to, disrespectful like, like it wasn't like something I think like I had to watch it like a big screen and, you know, it, does, that, does that make sense? Yeah, no, uh, like the Green Mile, the Green Mile is another one mm. that, is a prison movie kind of like this same type of story um that's and the, that feels long to me that is, that one there is definitely on the list um oh is it I'll, I'll right be... so if i had to guess if, so this is a prison movie um i would say green mile is probably on the list this is on the list any other prison movies that you could think of like the only other prison movies that jump out to me are escape plan have you ever seen escape plan uh no i don't think so What's, what's that the, is a, what's that's the, a Schwarzenegger Stallone movie. What, what's the classic one? Oh, the Screen Mile is also by Frank Darabont, which is yeah, that's another one that um, was a Stephen King book. What's the classic uh, one? Um, is it The Great Escape with the motorbike? Uh, I don't know. That's, that's one I've not seen. Well, yeah, I think I think The Great Escape is like the classic one. I don't think it's on this list, but I might. Actually... Have you ever seen the movie? I think it's Life with Eddie Murphy and yes. Um, yes, Martin have, Lawrence. Yes, but I haven't seen that in a, in a very long time. That's another kind of in this vein type movie. Um, 
but yeah, those are those are the good ones. So as far as prison movies go, this is the the best in my opinion that I've seen. Okay, nice. What else do you have to divulge to us? So I have a question. So a question, right? So yep. when we go through this and we, we see this, you know, this is obviously our first episode. But you know, you have Tim Robbins and Morgan Freeman. Um, those are your two main actors. Mm-hmm. You got other guys in here that are normally be actors anyways that are more supporting roles. But of the, Tim Robbins and Morgan Freeman, now that you've seen this movie, mm-hmm. is this the best movie that you've seen them in? Or your favorite movie or your favorite role for Tim Robbins or Morgan Freeman? See, I can't think of any other things that Tim Robbins has been in. And for me, Morgan Freeman, no. I don't think that this is uh, the favorite thing of his that I've seen him in. But remember like... What is your favorite? So what is your favorite? You got to nail it down. You can't just say it isn't. You got to say what it is. Do you know, <laughs> do you know what? Yeah, this is where you're going to sound very like... Um, I don't know if it's millennial, millennial or Gen Z, yeah. I really enjoyed him in Wanted, and like Wanted is one of my favorite films, so I have that bias. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I, unless like I pulled a list of um, Morgan Freeman films, the off head, like literally the one I can think of, like yeah, I really enjoyed him in that movie. He's Wanted, and obviously I know that he's known for a lot more things. Um, well, he's played Alec Cross, right? So he's done like Along Came a Spider and those kind of movies where again, he's the detective Alec Cross. I think he was the, one of the first ones to do that role. Don't think, um, I, don't think I've seen that movie, so I cannot say. Um, oh, my God. You I, need to watch good movies. Um, <laughs> seven. He's the partner in Seven. I've not with, seen a Seven. With Brad Pitt. not seen Seven ever. Oh, my God. He's God in uh, Bruce, uh, Bruce Almighty. Almighty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know, I've seen him in that one. Yep, yep. Uh, he's in the the Batman movies, right? Yes. He plays that the 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 tech guy. Um, Lucius what else Fox. is he in? Oh, oh, you know what? So this is a terrible movie, mm-hmm. but it is a movie that I saw when I was young, and it made a big impression on me. He was in Robin Hood. He was in Robin Hood with um, Kevin Costner when oh, Kevin Costner played Robin yeah, Hood. Yeah, yeah, I remember that film. I've seen that one. So, so whenever I hear Morgan Freeman's name, that's like the first movie that jumps into my head. He was in Olympus has Fallen. He was pretty good in that, actually. Oh yeah, he's the president. That's right. Oh, and yeah. he was in Red. So, oh yeah. Do, do you yep. know what? His, yep. his his um movie list yeah is stacked in it, but like, like I said, a lot of his like ones where he's like um put on a a a, a, a forced acting performance, I have not seen. So again, as we're doing um, this hundred movies. I'm pretty sure there's going to be other actors who are going to be seeing them in some of the roles where, you know, they put on a, a tour de force performance in their acting. And also, you know, we'll probably see some movies where I'm seeing younger actors that have now blown up and I'm, you know, seeing that this is a movie that, you know, made them who they are. Like I said, I'm really looking forward to this journey because, like I said, there is a massive hole of classic movies that I should have seen uh, is 7 one that you think we should add to the list if so I can add it to the list 7 is an amazing amazing movie it's a difficult watch because you know it's there's a lot of death and stuff yeah. it's kind of like the precursor to a Saw type movie yeah. um, it is in that like conceptually the murders and how they take place it's like the right, don't, the don't, one don't, step don't, before that don't, don't, don't say too much because I, I i've added to the list and i will check it we will check it out at some point 
but know. but like you, Tim Robbins though, like I, my mind blanks on Tim Robbins. Right, the so unfortunate thing is the only movie I can remember him in besides this one mm-hmm. is the Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern movie, which just, is such a trash ball movie. No, that's funny. I have not actually seen that movie, so uh, that one does not need to go on the list. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> never, so, never will that um, one go on the list. I'm just trying looking through um, Tim Robbins, Catch Fire, Jack and Bobby, Code Forty Six, The Truth About Charlie, High Fidelity, Cradle of Rock, uh, The Shawshank Redemption. Oh, um, uh, Howard the Duck. He's in Howard the Duck. I know him from Howard the Duck too. Fair enough, Cadillac Man. That one. Oh, he was in Top Gun. I, I, he was Merlin. Gun to head, I would have never. I he was never Merlin known. in Top Gun. So again, do, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't even. This is, you know. Again, I I'm recalling him for like seeing him in this movie as the first time. So like, when I even heard the a War name, of the Worlds, I remember that with um Tom Cruise. That's another no, one that he's in. I do, I do no, remember I that one. I don't, don't think I've seen that one either. So. That one's not good. Um, he's known for a baseball movie, Bill Durham. He's in Bill Durham. That's one of the ones he's known for. Okay, fair enough. Again, no, not another one in my wheelhouse. Um, oh, is Twister on the list? Twister needs to be on the list. I don't know he's, if it is, but I can write it on the list. And if it doesn't, once we've done the whole poster, we can go through the ones that we haven't added. Yeah, two years from now, when we're done with the poster. <laughs> well, let's see how we get on in it. Yeah. What'd you say, Twister? Twister, yeah. Right. Yep. Done. Do you have anything more from your list of um things you want to talk about in this movie? No, um I you know since I am a cinema guy and we I sent you a text earlier when I found out, um I do think at the end of this here episode we should pay some respects to Mr. Carl Weathers. Yeah. Nothing to do with this week's movie, but you know, he such a huge part of the action eighties in in um, my childhood and in, in movies and stuff. So big loss there to lose him. You know, you know Predator, do you know uh, mad? Rocky. I did not know he was a American footballer. Yeah, I didn't know that either. A linebacker. Yeah. I had no idea. D- did you know who he played for? I didn't look it up. Um, I think it's a San Diego State, but that's his that's his college team, right? Yeah, that would be. But uh, I think he was in the NFL he, too, he, though. He, play, from, he played for the Oakland Raiders. There you go. That's so accurate. That's such a. Yeah. That's such a good team for him to have played for. Yeah, that just that just sounds right. Yeah, it's mad. Like obviously, yeah, definitely. You know, he's known for Predator and the Rocky movies. Um, he's also in Happy Gilmore. Um, what did he? Do you know what he passed away from? I didn't. I didn't see. I just my mother in law told me when I was at I, dinner right before I, getting on. I just saw that he passed away in his sleep. From what I saw, um, I don't know how accurate it is that that is. I just quick, in almost a sense a quick glance on my phone once I saw the news. Um, haven't like delved into it, which um, yeah, it's, it's it's never fun when you lose actors that you you respect and you enjoy their movies. Yeah, and he does the Star Wars stuff. He's in the yep. Mandalorian, so this is be the last time you know whatever. If the next season, if he's filmed his his role for that, mm. um, he's doing all those commercials with Rob Gronkowski about the kick of destiny for the Super Bowl too. So like, I've been seeing him daily now. Yeah, it sucks, man. Such a such a big loss. Um, rest in peace. Definitely a shame. Uh, but we have done episode zero, episode one. Um, if there's, as we go along, uh, if there's any movies that we, you know, should add to the list, um, 
please drop us a message. Uh, you can find uh, for drop us a message on Blazor's Facebook page, or you can message us directly. Uh, we're on Instagram, um, and if you enjoyed this, uh, give us some feedback. Um, let us know. Yeah, let us know what you thought of this episode. And um, next episode, uh, we will be reviewing Mean Girls. Um, we're slightly moving fast forward down the line of movies purely because I want to watch the original and then try and catch the remake in cinema uh, before it leaves uh, UK cinemas. Um, have you seen Mean Girls before we get I to have, that episode? I have never seen Mean Girls before. So. Yeah, me either. So this will be a first time for both of us. All right. Awesome. So yeah, that will be our next movie. So, Rod, thank you for joining me as always. Say bye to the people. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye now.